0: perspective,
1: knowledge, and some fun along the way. This is The Truth on WTMJ. Now, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at The Avenue, here's Dr. Ken Harris. My life, my life,
2: my life, my life in the sunshine.
3: Nobody asked me whether or not Daytona and the All-Star game could be played today. Like I, I don't understand what's what's going on. Like nobody said, "Hey, Dr. Ken, uh, we need your permission to play the All-Star game and we need your permission to play to to run the Daytona 500 because we know you're going to be doing The Truth on TMJ from 7 to 9." That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I think it's totally disrespectful. Shame on them. And I think Evan should have told them, he should have called them, flown to the All Star
4: game, and told them to shut it down. I tried, but GKB wouldn't send me out there to do it. Should
3: have stood on the track, stopped the cars to stop it going. I'm just saying. I think it's only reasonable. Good evening and welcome. Dr. Ken Harris here with you on Truth on TMJ. I know the All Star game is here tonight, I know Daytona ran. Actually, a pretty good race, by the way. But, you know, I'm going to hide behind black people don't watch Daytona 500, which is like lie number one I'm telling today, (laughs) especially when they have black drivers. But don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. No, but in all seriousness, um, it's going to be a great evening. Uh, Got a couple of topics I want to run past you. Uh, Interesting news on the... Um, I'm going to just jump in. Interesting news. Okay, where's my story? Because, oh, the Bucks 2025 or 2026 NBA All-Star Game. The Bucks are submitting a bid to host. See, here's what I don't like. <clears throat> you telling me you're going to submit a bid. Why don't you tell me after you submitted the bid? Because then you might come up with a reason why you didn't. And then there's issues and questions. And I guess everybody wants to be first with everything. So they'll just, hey, they're thinking about going in to have a meeting to submit a bid. Yeah. Milwaukee is the only, has only hosted one All-Star game in history in 1977. Wow. Pfizer um, Forum, which opened in 2018, has yet to receive the marquee event. Um, in March of 2020, Pfizer Foreman Bucks president Peter Fagan said that the franchise had aggressively put its name into many things, including hosting an all star game per Nick Williams of the Milwaukee Business Journal. This is from the Bleacher Report uh, com. The Bucks submitted bids to host 2022 and 2023, but the twenty twenty two event was awarded to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and this year it went to Utah. Is anybody even in Utah? Anyway, the Indiana Pacers won the bid to host the event at Gainbridge Fieldhouse in 2024. So they're in Utah. Probably the biggest time black people probably quadruple their their uh, population is when the Utah Jazz play. <laughs> that was actually a joke. You're supposed to laugh. Okay. Evan is at least smiling. So I, I think it would be interesting um, – It'll bring some good money to the state of Wisconsin, some good money to southeastern Wisconsin, and I think it would do well to uh undergird the power and the prestige. And and I guess that's one of the reasons why well, no, it won't matter because they're their leases until thirty. And then the governor's trying to get them to re up till twenty forty three, but To pay for repairs for a building they're using and leasing seems odd to me. $290 million. you know it's not gonna be two hundred ninety million dollars. Right?
4: It'll be like six hundred million. It'll be over budget. Most yeah. of the time it is. Yeah. So Which part of it'll have to come from the city and from the county, you'd imagine. I mean, the city shouldn't pay a dime.
3: It's not on city land. So why should the city pay? That's no, county land. The county owns that property, doesn't tax it? Tax revenue. So we don't have tax revenue. They don't have the exposition tax anymore. That's why the governors trying to give money because they can't tax anymore. Personally, when you got to pay 13 bucks for a hot dog, I'm thinking you get enough tax all by itself. But that's just me. I think it would be a good idea. Um, I think it would be phenomenal for the Bucks to stay here through 2043. I think I'll be old enough where I won't care <laughs> whether or not the Bucks are playing. But I, I think it's important to remember that in the end um, it comes down to how well the city of Milwaukee does, how well the city of um, Milwaukee is able to generate revenue in order to survive because at the rate we're going, I'm not really sure the city of Milwaukee is going to survive um, by 2043. So, I don't know. Old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Give us a call. And if you have any comments on this and more, you're listening to The Truth on TMJ.
1: Welcome back to the truth on WTMJ.
3: You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 855-616-1620. You know, every time I'm done doing a show or doing a hit, you know, I'm on Wednesday mornings with Vince Vitrano. and one of the weird things I do is I always leave something in the studio, and so I'm constantly razzed, constantly talked about it, so I, I like a cover over my microphone, you know, like a windscreen. I like my own headphones, not somebody else's that have been, you know, ears and earwax and all kind of, uh, right? So that's what I do. Inevitably, every time I leave, I leave something in the studio and I go, oh, I got to go back and get it. So before the break, we were, we were talking about the bucks and the uh, ability. We'll see um, the 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 Boston Celtics are aiming to host 2026 midseason classic, so we'll we'll see. The Bucks have some stiff, comp, stiff 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 competition for 25 and 26, but I think they should get it. I think we should um, get some boxes and go see the game and uh, do some great things. You know, I was sad to hear today. One of my favorite actors from Law & Order, Richard Belzer, passed away today. The thing I thought that was cool is on Law & Order, SVU, he actually played John Munch on Homicide, Life on the Street, and carried the same character over to law and order svu so he was 78 years old died early sunday at his home in Bazouls in southwest france figures he would be in southwest france like he's the guy he's the guy uh, a longtime friend of the actor bill sheft told uh, the hollywood reporter he had lots of health issues and his last words were i can't say because it's blank you mother blank Sounds like something he would say. Yeah, sounds like something original. Made his film debut in *The Groove Tube* in 1974. Warmed up audiences in early days for *Saturday Night Live*, and famously was actually put to sleep by Hulk Hogan. Uh, Munch made his first appearance in the 1993. In 1993, on the first episode of my absolute favorite. No, okay. My number two favorite show. Um, my number two favorite show, Homicide Life on the Street. I never missed it show. Friday night at 9 o'clock. I never missed. I watched every single episode of that show. Second only to every single episode of Miami Vice. The, the original Miami Vice, not the garbage they have out now. <sighs> I'm remaking things. Um Certainly one of the most memorable cops in TV history. Munch, based on a real-life Baltimore detective, was a highly intelligent, doggedly diligent investigator who believed in conspiracy theories, distrusted the system, pursued justice through a jaded eye. He often resorted to dry, acerbic wisecracks. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Where's the mirror? Uh, To make his point, I'm a homicide detective. The only time I wonder why is when they tell me the truth, (laughs) which is a typical... Munch retort in 2016 interview for the website the interviews and oral history of television homicide executive producer barry levinson recall listening to belzer on the howard stern show and liking him for much we were looking at some other actors and when i heard him i said why don't we find out about richard belzer i like the rhythm of the way he talks and how and that's pretty much how it came about the pencil thin belzer portrayed Munch on all seven seasons of the NBC series. When it ended in 99, the actor wasn't quite ready to say goodbye, but he appeared on NBC's Law & Order three times as Munch. And then he thought he might be a good fit on that show. So when Homicide was canceled, so I was in France with my wife and she said, let's open a bottle of champagne and toast. You did this character for seven years. And then I remembered that Benjamin Bratt was leaving Law & Order So I called my manager and said, hey, call Dick Wolf. Maybe Munch can become Briscoe's partner because we had teamed for the crossover. And so he called me and Dick said, what a great idea. I've already cast Jesse Martin to be the new guy opposite Jerry Orbach. And that was that. I loved it. He was a phenomenal um, actor, a phenomenal comedian. And I think he'll be he'll be sorely missed. I mean, he even took the Munch character to the X-Files. I mean, that's that's pretty rich when you can play a character on like multiple shows. I guess the problem with that is like being the original Superman, right? Nobody can see you outside of playing Superman. And so you get pigeonholed. And so I I just I just find it interesting. He he was one of the reasons watching homicide life on the street literally didn't make me become a cop i became a cop in 1993 when he started playing munch in 1993 and so in my mind i will always remember um richard belzer he was a phenomenal human being a great wit and he will be sorely missed
1: welcome back to the truth on wtmj
3: you're listening to The Truth on TMJ, you can hit me on the talk and text line. In between, you're watching the All-Star Game. I get it. I understand. You can have me on one speaker, the game on the other. You know what that means, right? That means I'm muted and everybody else is watching the game. So, I get that. So, we're just going to, you know, for those of you that are listening or driving and you're just uh, jumping in, uh, I'm Dr. Ken Harris and this is The Truth on TMJ. My, as I like to call him, rusty, trusty producer, Evan, is here. So we're going to be hanging out till nine o'clock. Some news guy is here. Uh, What's his name again? Um, Kane. uh, Some Irish name. I can't remember. Um, Patrick, something like that, something like that. And then he has one of those like four letter last names that you or five letter. You know they kind you know they, they can never make up their mind whether it's C A I N or C A I N E or K A. Like just make up your mind. Or better yet, let me buy you a vowel, and we can take care of it. <laughs> we can take care of it like that. So um, Pedro can will be in with the news from the um, breaking news center. So we'll we'll get to that in a bit. We've got some interesting stories Uh, after the news. I want to break into a story that broke a few days ago, but it didn't get a lot of attention and it disturbs me and I'm going to put a racial component on it only for historical perspective, not to blame Or make it a race issue or make it something that causes an issue with race, you know, between race. But something that I think you should look at, that you should consider as you read the story. It's simple, it's straightforward, but I just have a question to ask about it because it disturbs me greatly. And I don't understand why um, this occurs, but there's a phenomenon that occurs. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask the question. It's not meant to be mean or insensitive or anything of that nature. But I think, uh, I think, and I hope it'll make you think back to the truth on WTMJ. You're listening to the truth on TMJ. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Denise Thomas is taking a well-deserved evening off. So it's got, it's, it's 40 degrees. And by Thursday, there's going to be snow. So I use this as an instance to get rid of Patrick Kane. Anytime, The news people give you bad news, they can't come back.
4: So 8 o'clock news is canceled? 8
3: o'clock news is canceled. 9 o'clock news, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Everything's canceled
4: because of Patrick
3: Kane because you said it's going to snow Thursday. Is it going to snow Wednesday too? Yep, it's going to snow Wednesday too. Okay, I'm done. I quit. I think
4: I got to move to Seattle or Phoenix. or This will probably be one of these Uh things you want me to get rain for anyways because it's they don't, it's so early, they don't know. And it's looking more like it's going to be north central part of the state. So we'll probably get rain down here. I don't trust news people. I'm not a news person. And I don't trust weather people.
3: Not a weather person. And I don't trust producers. Ha! Well, so here's the, there. so here's, here's the thing. You get to guess what you think precipitation will be or the lack thereof, or the temperature. The National Weather Service is doing your work for you. Why do we pay people locally to do it then? Only when it's bad weather do we need them. When it's hot outside or sunny, oh eh. National Bank, talking text line is 855 616 I'm disturbed before the break we talked about I talked about the fact that I was going to um, talk about a story that came out a few days ago that disturbs me. Like, disturbs me greatly. The attorneys of the 10-year-old boy who shot and killed his mother are contesting a doctor's report that he's competent to stand trial. I don't know if I would... Give a 10-year-old the, I just wouldn't accept a 10-year-old as being old enough to know right from wrong and to be competent to stand trial. On Friday, the boys' defense team said they disagreed with the medical evaluation and requested a contest date. Judge Jane Carroll then asked the boy if he believed he was competent, and he said yes. Why would you ask a 10-year-old whether or not they were competent? Like, what idiot judge? No, I'm not calling this judge an idiot. Well, no, let let me rephrase that. What judge would ask an idiotic question to a 10-year-old whether or not they were competent when they probably can't even spell the word? However, after a brief discussion with his attorneys who said he was confusing competency with intelligence for his age, he told the judge he's not competent. Ten year old who told TM, the ten-year-old who TMJ4 News is not naming because of a judge's ruling blocking the release of the name is charged with first degree intentional homicide. The accused he's accused of shooting his mother in the face last November after she woke him early and refused to buy him a virtual reality headset. That by itself should actually be a reason why you should probably question whether or not a kid is competent. But I don't think a 10-year-old is competent to do anything. Maybe read, maybe tie their shoe. Maybe walk to school if they walk the same way every time. Are you kidding me? Now, here's the other thing, the other issue I have with this case. Um The story goes on to say if the case goes to trial in an adult court, he would receive a mandatory life sentence under the intentional homicide count If convicted by a jury last month, the defense said they had a reason to believe the boy was not competent to proceed. The court found probable cause and agreed to a doctor's examination. May 2nd is for a contested hearing. So when the slender man girls, who were older by three, four years, there was never a question of competency. They went to court and had the hearing and they were found to not be competent and guilty by mental disease or defect. We go straight to intentional homicide with a little black kid. What's that about? Why is it? In mainstream society, white society, black kids are looked at and called adults when they're teenagers. Or thought to be older or stronger or more evil or whatever. But when a little black kid does something wrong, they have to go through all these shenanigans in order to be treated like a child. Well, but look at the heinousness of the crime. What, what about the girl that drove through Milwaukee during COVID and ran over people and killed people? The kid that fell out the window. She was from Grafton. Uh, just kind of, you know, trial happened and she pled and found guilty and blah, blah, and I was it. And I, and I think she got like six years. Where was that all over the news? Where was that driving into Milwaukee with somebody hanging off your car and they fall into the car, you run them over and kill them and, The girl was in and out of Milwaukee County Detention Center so fast your head would spin. It's ridiculous. But it seems when black kids do things wrong, their lives make them so advanced. So, oh my God, they're so smart. You know, you gotta be careful because you know they're criminals, they're so smart. But if the same little white kid did it, well, you know, we got to look at the family and look at all the issues behind it. And we got to find the mental disease that dad has so that the kid can have it. And so now we can, we always have to mitigate it. Why is it, where are, the advoca- where are the advocates in Milwaukee County? Where are the people fighting so that a 10-year-old doesn't go to jail for life? The fact that you're trying a 10-year-old as an adult for me, is unconscionable. And the district attorney of Milwaukee County, it just proves he has no business being in office.
1: This is The Truth on WTMJ.
3: You're listening to The Truth on TMJ 855 is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Before the break, I was, I, was, I was just talking about and looking at this 10-year-old who is going to be charged as an adult and they're going to have a competency hearing. I'm sorry. At 10 years old, there's absolutely – you could be a monster, but you're a monster because there's something wrong and for you to hold this little 10-year-old as an adult for me is unconscionable. It's it's I think it's disgusting for the for the DA's office to use this as oh my god, it's such a heinous crime that we just have to lock them up. No. Absolutely not. You agree, disagree A556161620. I'm I'm uh, I'm not even going to going to short it. Like I'm I'm not even going to like pretend. I think it is totally and utterly racially motivated. Too many black kids are charged while too many white kids are not. Slender Man was an anomaly because it was so egregious. And the way they talked about the girls in the court, the way the sheriff's department or whoever it was that that were the detectives, so, so, some of some of them were talking about to these girls like they were, oh poor little girl, she got something happen, and you know we gotta, and we're gonna talk nice, but it's always the assumption that when it's a black kid and it's a crime, well you know they're criminals, lock them up, or they're adults. So it was a ten year old and adult. The judge is. I'm not blaming the judge. It is not Jane Carroll's fault. It's the district attorney of the county of Milwaukee's fault, as usual. And I would love to talk to him about it. So if he wants to call in, 855-616-1620. I would love to have the duty DA call to tell me. I would have the district attorney, John Chisholm, call and tell me what idiocy what idiotic decision was made to try now i know i know there's 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 statutes on the books that are clear when a crime of this nature happens they charge him as an adult but somebody should have waived this kid to juvenile somebody should have said hey you know what i think we need to really look at how we're going to prosecute this kid because uh, I just don't get it. I don't I don't understand what what would possess a district attorney to prosecute a 10-year-old. Yes, it was an egregious crime. Yes, it was terrible. He killed his mother. With a, with a shot to the face, premeditated. But the fact that he's 10 years old should make you wonder, okay, what happened in his past? This is a kid that has shown sign after sign after sign of mental health and his mother did not do anything about it. Unfortunately, his mom, who was a great community leader and activist, was killed. The weird and unconscionable thing is the district attorney who is destroying this kid's life before it even starts?
1: Welcome back to the truth on WTMJ.
3: You're listening to the truth on TMJ. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Denise Thomas is taking uh, some time off to home. Watch the All Star Game. Re-watch the rerun of the Daytona 500. There you go. That sounds plausible, right? Yeah. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the old National Bank talk and text line. I'm, I'm I'm finding it a little egregious. Um, I find it a little. I'm searching for the word. See, when I get upset lots of different words pop in my head and they don't necessarily match what I'm thinking because a kid who kills his mother at age 10, there's something about that that disturbs me, of course. But to hold the kid to the level of adult decision-making at age 10, even for a heinous crime as that, is ridiculous. I think when we dropped 18 to 17, that was enough. I I think that was enough. But for some reason, we have this thing that we see and and this is this is this is me we have a bias when it comes to black kids when they commit crimes like the black kids should know better the poor white kid is just you know something happened something drove them to do it mental health mental illness um, being spanked being a victim can we ever see First of all, all children are victims, I think. When, when they decide to do something dumb, and no, I'm not saying homicide is dumb. I'm saying when they decide to do something dumb, I think you can link it back to poor decision-making. Do you actually expect a 10-year-old to make a good decision anyway? Like, is that something that you would even, 13? Mm, consider it and may still do something wrong. 15, 16-year-old, yeah, we can we can, we can, can start looking at them saying, hey, you know what? You should have known better. Yeah, you made a mistake, but should have known better. 17? I don't think so. 17, you're 100%, per the state of Wisconsin, 100% liable for your actions. But we're going after a 10-year-old. We're actually
0: going to try to lock up a ten year old. And I don't understand.
3: And it's not because he's black. I I didn't understand why they went after the Slender Man girls. Clearly there's an issue. Clearly. She had a mental health issue. The other girl was just
0: manipulative. Just manipulative. Now that
3: took some doing when you literally isolate your entire class and you tell your mother, hey, and you know, and she's lying. She tells her mother, hey, you know, none of the kids like me, but my best friend, my best two friends are going to come and blah, blah, blah. And, okay. And then they go. And then they isolate this girl and bang her head against the wall and she doesn't die. And so then when she doesn't die, they go and they stab her, what, 21 times? And the girl staggers out and the person finds her. So they can get power to go live with Slender Man. Did we ever talk to the parents about, hey, parents, like, why weren't you watching your kids? It's hard to watch kids in in today's world with all the things that stimulate them, all the things that cause them to... do things and think things that they wouldn't normally think. But it just goes to prove that if you're under 25 years of age, your mind is not fully developed. Neuroscience says it. Doctor, medical doctors say it. And we give it no credence because we decide, majority white, decide these are the things that we're going to say are good and these are the things that are not. These are the people that we're going to say are good, and these are the people we're going to say are not. And so once again, as I talked about on Vince Vitranos' show, color of money and color of law, black people end up at the bottom of the totem pole. And in the coming years, with all the things that are facing us, what exactly is it that we're going to do to fix it? Perspective knowledge, and some fun along the way.
1: This is The Truth on WTMJ. Now, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at The Avenue, here's Dr. Ken Harris. My life, my life,
2: my life, my life in the sunshine.
3: You're listening to, well,
2: Everybody loves the
3: sunshine. I wish we had sunshine. We did have a little sunshine today. It was it was kind of nice. Sunshine. Or I could live in East Palestine and have all sorts of issues. I'm okay. I'm in Milwaukee. I'm okay. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk
4: and text line. I had mud in my shoes on Tuesday when I got back from my other job. And then the next day, I woke up and there was snow, and I was very disappointed.
3: Why would you be disappointed? You're in Wisconsin.
4: Well, it just was mud, and then happiness, and fifty, and and then snow.
3: And then the next day, the sun came out, melted it all. And then melt, yeah. And then and then it got cold, and then the wind blew, and then the ice, and then, you know, it's just yeah. I think they call that winter. I you know, take it from me, but <laughs> I think. I think they call that winter and um yeah winter yes interesting, interesting. such a smart aleck thank you patrick kane we appreciate it uh, more news at at 9 mm-hmm. and so you'll be working well into the night making sure that uh and then i hear you every morning so it's 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 kind of weird i'm like wow he worked day Sixteen-hour day. Oh my gosh! I try not to stay awake for sixteen hours. <laughs> Thank you much, sir. So I'm, I'm. I I I I came across this story. Uh, I just want to ask: Is Donald Trump going to get indicted? I mean, you can indict his company. I get it. But they've got criminal investigations into former President Donald Trump. And if they end the conviction, then Trump will be a renaissance man of crime. Here's the issue I have with that. When you start going after people you don't like, It's going to turn into the same issue um, that they have throwing people off of committees in the House of Representatives. Yeah, we don't like you. And yeah, you all threw people off a committee. So we're going to throw people off a committee. I think we're setting a dangerous precedent when we decide we don't like somebody, whether you support Trump or not. That we don't like somebody, so we're going to go after them and keep digging and digging and digging and digging and digging until they find something. Because that also can happen to you. People can, can destroy you in the court of public opinion. People can go after you and uncover things you did back when it probably shouldn't matter, but then you did it anyway. We can find things that you did or said that will then bring into question your credibility As a journalist, lawyer, medical doctor. And now we're pretending as if a president can't declassify information. We're pretending as if nobody took stuff home when everybody is given a briefing book every day. Do they take it home? Is it taken back? Like all those things. The problem is there's no system to dictate who has classified documents and who doesn't. Everybody has their way of keeping their classified documents in their spot and their protocol on getting access. Donald Trump, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Bill Clinton. And and here's the kicker. Of all the people who probably shouldn't have had them, Joe Biden should not have had them because he was a senator. And these are documents from when he was in the Senate. And there's no reason for a senator to have classified documents at home, classified documents at a center that they named after you. There is none. No reason whatsoever. There's no reason for Mike Pence to have him in his home home either. So what it's sounding like is that things happen, you forget, you get sidetracked, you get distracted, and you forget that something's sitting at home. You pick it up and you have an intern or not an intern because an intern wouldn't have the clearance. Well, possibly have the clearance. You have to have a certain clearance to to even be an intern in certain agencies. and they forgot clearly everyone has forgotten bill clinton had them in a sock drawer they had to ask uh president obama to hey buddy can, can you bring those documents back but since when does the, the 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 smithsonian the national archivist send the fbi to your house for some documents Like nobody else noticed all these other documents were missing. And I'm not taking up for Trump. I'm saying we're setting a dangerous precedent when you send the FBI to go into a president's home to find documents. When if you go to everybody's house, all 535 people in the House and the Senate, I think what you're going to find is that everybody— is a federal felon. Welcome
1: back to The Truth on WTMJ.
3: I'm Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. 17 minutes after the hour, 855-616-1620. What? It It just went away. (laughs) I was trying to party to it. and He just... You're da- he he says in my ear. You're dancing enough. Stop dancing, and then he just cut the, cut the music. Up. Wow,
4: <sighs> hurt my feelings. Anyway. If I can't dance, you can't
3: dance. Hey, anyway, so we were talking about before the break, Donald Trump and all these these criminal investigations and whether or not somebody in Georgia is going to convict him of something. I think that you are setting a dangerous precedent when you start going after presidents and former presidents you don't like. The FBI searched Mar-a-Lago. This is from Vox.com. Uh, the FBI searched Mar-a-Lago, Trump Florida residence because as federal prosecutors said in the fiery court filing, they believe not only did the former president possess dozens of boxes likely to contain classified information, but also that efforts were likely to be taken to obstruct the government's investigation. Now, the problem is you knew he had these boxes. How long? And it just like clicked. Hey, we need to figure out a way to go after Donald Trump. Hey, I know why would the, 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 the average citizen in America, trust the FBI, trust the federal prosecutor, to do their job in an unbiased manner when you do stuff like that in that search the FBI said it did remove over 100 classified documents some of which reportedly contained information about nuclear weapons that's all part of one investigation at the possible violations of espionage act the improper handling of federal records and obstruction of a federal investigation then they started one on January 6 in November they appointed uh Jack Smith, veteran prosecutor. In Georgia, a number of Trump allies were subpoenaed as part of a state criminal investigation into interference with the 2020 election. In their state specifically. Um, By simply saying he wanted to find 11,780 votes. Now, this scares me because freedom of speech now is is a. Ridiculous. And now they're saying he mis he he misrepresented his company's finances in order to obtain bank loans or to reduce taxes. It's illegal too. Okay. It's it's just getting to a point where where if somebody works for me and they commit a crime, that's not me. But yet, when um, CFO Alan Weiselberg was indicted in July and has been convicted of financial crimes. He pled guilty to more than a dozen different counts. He agreed to testify against the Trump Organization, but not against Trump himself because Trump didn't do the work. So now we're going to go after CEOs and hold them accountable for things their CFOs do. And your CFO, under Sarbanes-Oxley, your CFO's going to be held responsible. The controller, the chief financial officer is going to be held accountable for that business, for that. So it's, it's, Yeah. But these are the same folks that missed Enron and a bunch of other.
0: Hmm. Okay.
3: I just want the same for everybody. Everybody gets the same classified, top secret, sensitive, compartmentalized information. Concerning or derived from intelligence sources, methods, and analytical processes. Okay. The problem is Pence had it. Clinton had it. but Okay. And so you're showing your bias when you go after one and not the other. And the weird part about it is we can't take your word for it because we can't read it because it's classified. So we don't know whether or not you're actually telling us the truth. And then we start searching all these places. You decide when you're going to release the information. And now we're stuck not knowing and not trusting the federal government and the prosecutors who we hold to a standard, but who actually have what? The prosecutors have that thing they're trying to take away from the police. The police have qualified immunity. They have a form of absolute immunity unless it's unethical or criminal. Otherwise, I don't trust them. Welcome back Welcome
1: to
3: The
2: back. Truth on WTMJ. World, imagine that.
0: I free all my sons. I love them, love
2: them, baby. Black diamonds and balls. Could it be if you could be my we both shine? In these last
3: days until be I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Denise Thomas is taking a much uh, needed rest today. And I am here holding down the Fort with Evan. Truth on TMJ. Oh, National Bank. Talking text line is 855 616 Oh, National Bank. Get old. I know I did. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. And Denise always teases me. Get old. You wish you were older than me. Could I, could I do like like Jack Nicholson, You Can't Handle the Age? Or something to that effect. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. So is is and, and anything I've brought up in the evening, if you have a comment or question, uh feel free to chime in. I've been reading about this darkness retreat. And
0: I, I don't I don't really know what that is. I mean, I was
3: looking at JS online and they said that in their in their story from February 15th. Like ever since Aaron Rodgers announced he was going into a darkness retreat during his weekly uh appearance on the Pat McAfee show on February 7th. Questions have swirled around what exactly that means and what it means for his NFL fuel. Hey, um What's a darkness retreat? Well, a darkness retreat is a totally isolated, experienced, saluted, secluded location where you are in complete darkness for a number of days. Rogers will spend four days in a one-room house at an undisclosed location. Darkness retreats date back centuries to the monks and the lamas in Tibet to the ancient Egyptians. Retreating to darkness is common for the ancient and contemporary spiritual traditions with participants spending time in deep meditation in the pitch, dark, in silence. No phones, no music, no books, no TV. It's about sensory deprivation, Roger says. It's wrapping your head around the silence and dealing with your thoughts. What if you don't like people? Interesting. It's just interesting. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Evan, you are Hello, on. Dr.
2: Harris. Hey, how are you? I'm well, I'm well. Uh, to just give, briefly give a comment on that, I think anyone, no one is above the law, whether it be a president, senator, or whomever. If you break the law, in the case of the, the president, former uh-huh. president, Uh-huh. Uh, Whether he goes to jail or not, there should be some type of censure that can happen to him, uh, for example, not being able to run for public office uh, again.
3: What does that have to do with him, them going after him in the way that they did and not other people? Why aren't they consistent with all the other presidents and all the other senators and all the people and Joe Biden's son and Joe Biden himself who had documents like why aren't we going after them? Like, what is, what is it, in, in other words, what is it about Donald Trump that everybody wants him to not run for office? So instead of just not voting for him, they actually go after him criminally and civilly.
2: If you don't do nothing criminally, th- there's nothing to go after you for. That's not true. But if you do, That's not true. It, it, what, what I'm saying is there has to be something in the first place that not you true. Have, should have either... Possibly been charged. Uh, 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 Someone say that you have done. Look at the things that he did with with the colleges, with the colleges and, and universities. What all those things? How those people got doped, uh, cheated out of money and other things. But you know oh. whether whether they go after him or, or other people. You know if you if you do something criminally uh, wrong against the government or against people. You, you should be investigated and let the chips fall where they may. So
3: I'm going to use this as an example. Did you call any okay. other radio show when they mentioned some other politician or a Democratic politician committing a crime and say they should go to jail and let the chips fall where they may?
2: Did I call in?
3: I'm just using that as an example.
2: Yeah. Yes, I would call in if, if someone is. No, if, no. Is I asked, have you? Have
3: I? Yeah, because Biden has done it. Pence has done it. Clinton has done it. Barack Obama has done it. They've all had classified materials that they weren't supposed to have. Nobody prosecuted anybody after they were president. Nobody did. The issue with Joe Biden is he had stuff from when he was a senator from years ago, and he should have been prosecuted for it. It sounds like the only reason people are prosecuting Trump is they don't want him to run for office. And I'm saying that's a dangerous precedent to set, to to set because now when the Republicans don't like somebody and they don't want them to run for office, they'll just do the same thing.
2: I I don't think that's the only issue that, that because they don't want him to run. I, I don't think that because once again, if, you're you getting in the running. If people don't like you, don't want you to win, they don't vote for you. So that's an easy fix for that.
3: But what about but all the people that did like the same me. thing and they didn't go after them?
2: Well, uh,
0: that's
2: who, whoever's in power. You know, Republicans didn't go after those Democrats. That, that No, did we're own. not talking
3: about Republicans. We're talking about today. You know, we, can't, saying, we can't people, go back in the people. past and change that. Why aren't they going after the people today that they already know who are Democrats and Republicans who have done the same thing? I'm talking about consistency when you apply the law.
2: The only thing I can say is, is that they feel that going after them would destroy the country. That's the only thing what? I can say.
3: That makes no sense to me, Evan. That makes no sense. But let,
2: let me, let, but that let, makes no let me sense. you know, let me just, this is why, the real reason why I called, because I, yes, I listened to you, and I was listening to the news. You know, the 10-year-old that mm-hmm. killed his mom? Right. That has been really uh, 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 something that's been a thorn in my side. And this is what I mean by that. Yes, sir. Here's the 10-year-old that killed his mom. And I, I was listening to the news yesterday They say that sometime this week, they're going to make, they're going to decide as of whether he's going to be tried as an adult and whether he's going to be uh, institutionalized for the rest of his life with no possibility of parole. And I said, you know, blessing games did how unequal is the unequal treatment of the unequal? And I'm thinking, okay, Slender Man, the two young ladies that, yep. that, 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 that went and stabbed this young lady repeatedly, they put them in – into a treatment center, correct. Now, I'm not saying the young, what what the young man is, did was right. I'm, that's that's wrong. He killed someone, so some punishment has to be meted out. But why do we have to immediately put that person in try in adult court as opposed to having some treatments for that individual, uh, some therapy, because it, it, he has to have. Something has to be wrong with him Correct. a long time ago, not just Correct. right right now. Correct. So I just want to get your take on this. Why? And, and the next thing is the black community in particular, we do a lot of uproar about a lot of things. But I haven't seen a lot of uproar about a 10-year-old being tried as an adult with the eligibility of no parole for the rest of his life. I, I, I well, think that is...
3: Well, one thing is this and, and I got to hurry to a break. One thing is this. First, they have to try. They, they have to charge him as an adult. There's certain crimes that when they occur, the person is automatically tried as an adult and then they may do a competency hearing, which is what they did. And now they're contesting the competency hearing. I don't know what the process is to get it from adult court to juvenile court. If, if his lawyer keeps trying to do it, eventually, I think there's a mental health issue, a significant mental health issue. Um, if he's found guilty of first-degree intentional homicide, he'll go to jail for the rest of his life as an adult. My issue with it is that we always treat black kids as adults, and, and I understand that you have to charge them as an adult, but it seems like in people's minds, they can go through shenanigans turned the world upside down to make sure two white girls in Waukesha, even though they were tried as adults, they were, they found a way for it to be, for them to be mentally incompetent. And they went to a um, facility and now they're out after stabbing a girl 22 times. But for some reason you can't find the, the, the compassion For a 10-year-old who clearly has mental health issues, that's what disturbs me. And that's why I say the district attorney in Milwaukee County needs to go. Back to the truth on
1: WTMJ.
4: Evans.
3: I want to say thanks, Evans, for uh, calling. And that was, you made some very uh, good comments regarding the whole Trump debacle and top secret files and presidents, and especially the 10 year old who's charged with first degree intentional homicide. Uh, but going back to, to Mr. Rogers. Guess he'll have a different kind of neighborhood, huh? Um, Sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, Darkness retreat in Guatemala called the Hermitage can cost between $840 and $2,000, depending on the number of days. I'll do it for one day, 24 hours. Um, Dark retreat is a practice open to those who are called to dive deeply within themselves and rest in undisturbed meditation for many hours a day or multiple days. Its website says the door is locked from the inside and participants can leave if they want. Retreating in complete darkness is a practice common of many of the ancient and contemporary spiritual traditions across the world. So my question is, would you would you? Oh, they've got another one. Sky Cave Resorts in the wilderness of Oregon offers cabins and cottages built in the hillside and buried in the earth. No, that's OK. <laughs> I'm not burying myself. Uh, self-contained off the grid to power the ventilation fans, propane, hot water heater and lights occasionally used.
4: Nah. Our uh, sister station, 94.5, one of the shows, Kelzo and Brust, had Man. one of the guys who runs it on their show, and he says that they're, like, booked for like for the next four years, no. these darkness retreats. No. So what
3: you're saying is I need to open up a darkness retreat um, facility in Wisconsin. I guess we should check. Darkness retreat in
4: Wisconsin. We have that uh, coat closet right here. We can have somebody stay in.
0: You're
3: so funny. I can't find any. I guess I'll start one in Wisconsin. I'll start a darkness retreat. Right? And so I guess the question I have to ask is how? Oh, I know. We'll call the energy company. We'll have them just do what they do. And then, ne- oh, I got it. The next time we have a brownout or a blackout, we'll just call it a darkness retreat. This is The Truth on
1: WTMJ.
2: To the beach, y'all. Uh, yeah. Sound good to me. This sounds hard.
3: You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Denise Thomas is taking a much, much well-deserved Evening off. Uh, Local weather, it's 26 degrees at 44 minutes after the hour. Rain showers this evening. will be clearing overnight. Low of 26, and we're at 26 right now. Winds from the northwest at 10 to 15 miles an hour. Chance of rain is about 50 percent tomorrow. Uh, High is 41 with a low of 23. And Tuesday is 34 with the low of 29 and that thing he talked about, that weirdness that white fluffy stuff is supposed to be heading our way
0: uh, on Wednesday 92% chance so there you go
3: that's what happens when you have to sneeze and you can't really do it on the air and you can't like, yeah (sighs) Why is a sneeze so liberating? Like, I don't understand what that is. Why is sneezes? Hey, I want to say congratulations. For the first time in its 130-year history, Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors has a black female leading its board. Angela Walters, who owns Walters Realty at EXP Realty, is the organization's new board chair, according to, The announcement made last week, the organization represents 5,000 members in southeast Wisconsin. She said in a statement, I'm excited and honored to represent my fellow professional realtors uh, locally and nationally. Becoming board president also has personal significance for me since promoting diversity within our industry has been something I will continually champion. Uh, Walters succeeds Kim Curtis of Shore West Realtors. Who, has been, who was the 2022 GMAR board chair. They have two other board chairs who were black and 15 other female board chairs, according to a spokesperson. Uh, the late Edward Smith of Realty Executives was GMAR board chair in 1979 and was a pioneer in breaking down housing barriers for black home buyers. If you ever have uh, questions about how that occurred, and the work that he did, um to have to get to the point where where the late Edward Smith from realty executives had to do what he did, there's a great book uh, I mentioned it on uh Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vitrano and Eric Bilstadt a couple Wednesdays ago at six fifty The Color of Law by Richard uh, Rothstein does an excellent job at showing how redlining and federal and state policies actually created cities like Milwaukee that are predominantly black throughout the country because they simply wouldn't allow blacks and other minorities to move into certain buildings or have a percentage in certain buildings so that they can then create the suburbs. And so they wouldn't sell to people in suburbs. And I remember because... Uh, the first African-American to move into Wauwatosa, you know, had his, they tried to burn his house down and all kind of stuff. That was Zeddy Q. Heiler, And I know his nephew who's a good friend of mine. And this means a lot to come this far Um, and to have a African-American woman and it's not because she's black. It's because other kids can see her and say, hey, I can do that too. That's what it's about. We just want to be able to have the ability to see, you know, we we strongly believe, many, many African Americans believe, regarding our children, what they see is what they'll be. You see a medical doctor, you see a psychiatrist, you see a lawyer, you see a teacher, you see a talk show host. If they see it, then they can actually be it. And so those are those are the things I want to say congratulations to her because she's she's done a marvelous job. Um I've seen a lot of her work around town and um I think she's done great. And so congratulations to uh Angela Walters and I think it'll be phenomenal. When we come back, I have a question. I have a question. Because we've spent the last few years um, dealing with when white cops kill black people. And so my question is fairly simple and straightforward based on what happened in Memphis and what's been happening um, in America. The question I have is, what do we do and what happens? What comes about when a black cop kills a black man?
1: Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ.
3: You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. O-National Bank. Talking text line is 855-616-1620. Before the break, I asked a question about what happens when a black police officer kills a black man. And there's a great story on Politico, politico politico.com, that talks about what happens, and many are calling the Memphis incident racism because they believe the system of policing is racist uh, i've 've seen some glimpses, glimpses of that um, i've 've seen some glimpses into the machinations of training of How people do business, so to speak, in law enforcement. And I've even questioned some of the ways that law enforcement processes information. And I think it's important for us to remember that in order to understand. The system, you have to understand the individuals in the system, and the individuals in the system are not perfect. They're flawed. And so when you try to call the police system racist and then you try to dismantle it or try to change it and put it into a way where it's not really recognizable, then it won't do policing. And my fear is that we will destroy law enforcement. And and admittedly, I'm a retired police lieutenant. Um, we will destroy the good side of law enforcement and leave others to take advantage of those who are unable
0: to help themselves. And
3: I don't understand exactly... how we are able to say that a system is racist. First of all, I think that's a cop-out because now you're not blaming individuals. If you blame the individual and go after the individual, then you make the individual responsible. But we're doing to law enforcement what we say society does to black people. One person does something wrong, therefore all of them are wrong. And I'm, and I'm just saying one when actually there have been hundreds of law enforcement officers that have done dastardly deeds and killed people and went to jail. And so my thing is, what you assume in your common sense justice is, is great, it's cool, it's just not court defensible. In the end, you have to be able to defend it in court. Talking text line says, welcome, Dr. Ken. So good to hear you tonight on 620 and also good to know that the high reps chose you this Sunday night and not the, huh? I don't know what that means. Nar- narcissism. Anybody says this and this is this. <laughs> Always good to listen to you after Tori in the afternoon. Take care. Um, I didn't, I didn't say the other part because that's, that's anyway. Um, I'm usually on with Denise Thomas on Sunday nights. 7 to 9, when there's not a game or anything else going on, Uh, The Truth on TMJ. And, of course, I'm on our sister station, 101.7 The Truth at 101.7 FM, 1510 AM, Um, Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. And I just find it high time that we have discussions like this so that both sides can come out of their cocoon Of I'm used to this, you know, it's, it's, it's the old saying it's, it's like a baby sitting in their in their soil diaper, right? It's warm and it's theirs and they're perfectly fine until it gets cold. And the way people change, right? If there's racism, if there's bias, everybody has bias. If there's prejudice, everybody has prejudice, but if there's pure racism, right? We have to remember that the only way that changes is when it becomes more uncomfortable to stay where you are than it is to change. Because people don't like to change. So it has to be uncomfortable where you are so that you will change. And so remember that as you start your week, as your day rolls forward, it's important that we remember that. It's really up to us to change. It's really up to us to make sure that this world is better for our children and our children's children than theirs. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Thank you, Evan. Appreciate you. Take care. God bless. Have a safe and prosperous week.
1: Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ.
3: I'm Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. 17 minutes after the hour, 855-616-1620. It just went away. (laughs) I was trying to party to it. and He just... You're da- he, he says in my ear. You're dancing enough. Stop dancing, and then he just cut the, cut the music. Up. Wow,
4: <sighs> hurt my feelings. Anyway. If I can't dance, you can't dance. Hey, anyway, so
3: we were talking about before the break, Donald Trump and all these these criminal investigations and whether or not somebody in Georgia is going to convict him of something. I think that you are setting a dangerous precedent when you start going after presidents and former presidents you don't like. The FBI searched Mar a Lago. This is from Vox.com. Uh, the FBI searched Mar a Lago, Trump Florida residents, because as federal prosecutors said in a fiery court filing, they believe not only did the former president possess dozens of boxes likely to contain classified information, but also that efforts were likely to be taken to obstruct the government's investigation. Now, the problem is, you knew he had these boxes how long? And it just, like, clicked? Hey, we need to figure out a way to go after Donald Trump. Hey, I know. Why would the, 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 the average citizen in America trust the FBI, trust the federal prosecutor, to do their job in an unbiased manner when you do stuff like that. In that search, the FBI said it did remove over 100 classified documents, some of which reportedly contain information about nuclear weapons. That's all part of one investigation into possible violations of Espionage Act, the improper handling of federal records, and the obstruction of a federal investigation. Then they started one on January 6th. In November, they appointed... uh, Jack Smith, veteran prosecutor. In Georgia, a number of Trump allies were subpoenaed as part of a state criminal investigation into interference with the 2020 election, in their state specifically. Um, By simply saying he wanted to find 11,780 votes. Now, this scares me because freedom of speech now is is, a... Ridiculous. And now they're saying he mis he he misrepresented his company's finances in order to obtain bank loans or to reduce taxes. It's illegal to okay. It's it's just getting to a point where where if somebody works for me and they commit a crime, that's not me. But yet, when um, CFO Alan Weiselberg was indicted in July and has been convicted of financial crimes. He pled guilty to more than a dozen different counts. He agreed to testify against the Trump organization, but not against Trump himself because Trump didn't do the work. So now we're going to go after CEOs and hold them accountable for things their CFOs do. And your CFO under Sarbanes-Oxley, your CFO's going to be held responsible. The controller, the chief financial officer is going to be held accountable for that business for that. So it's, it's Yeah. But these are the same folks that missed Enron and a bunch of other.
0: Hmm. Okay.
3: I just want the same for everybody. Everybody gets the same. Classified, top secret, sensitive, compartmentalized information. Concerning or derived from intelligence sources, methods, and analytical processes. Okay. The problem is Pence had it. Clinton had it. but Okay. And so you're showing your bias when you go after one and not the other. And the weird part about it is we can't take your word for it because we can't read it because it's classified. So we don't know whether or not you're actually telling us the truth. And then we start searching all these places. You decide when you're going to release the information. And now we're stuck not knowing and not trusting the federal government and the prosecutors who we hold to a standard, but who actually have what? The prosecutors have that thing they're trying to take away from the police. The police have qualified immunity. They have a form of absolute immunity unless it's unethical or criminal. Otherwise I don't trust. Welcome back Welcome to the back. truth on WTMJ. If I
0: rule the world.
2: Imagine that. I free all my soul. I love I love them, baby. Black diamonds and mine. Could it be if you could be mine we both shine. If I rule the world. Still living for today in these last days until to be. Paragraph.
3: I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Denise Thomas is taking a much-needed uh, rest today, and I am here holding down the fort with Evan. Truth on TMJ, O oh, National Bank. Talking text line is 855 616 O oh, National Bank, get old. I know I did. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. And Denise always teases me. Get old. You wish you were older than me. Could I could I do like like Jack Nicholson? You can't handle the age, or something to that effect. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. So is is and and anything I've brought up in the evening? If you have a comment or question, uh, feel free to chime in. I've been reading about this darkness retreat,
0: and I, I don't I don't really know what that is. I mean, I was looking at JS
3: Online and they said that in their in their story from February 15th, like ever since Aaron Rodgers announced he was going into a darkness retreat during his weekly uh appearance on the Pat McAfee show on February 7th, questions have swirled around what exactly that means and what it means for his NFL fu. Hey, 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 hey. Um What's a darkness retreat? Well, a darkness retreat is a totally isolated, experienced, saluted, secluded location where you are in complete darkness for a number of days. Rogers will spend four days in a one-room house at an undisclosed location. Darkness retreats date back centuries to the monks and the lamas in Tibet to the ancient. Egyptians. Retreating to darkness is common for the ancient and contemporary spiritual traditions with participants spending time in deep meditation in the pitch dark in silence. No phones, no music, no books, no TV. It's about sensory deprivation. Roger says It's wrapping your head around the silence and dealing with your thoughts. What if you don't like people? Interesting. It's just interesting. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Evan, you are Hello, on
2: Dr. Harris. Hey, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. Uh, to just give briefly, give a comment on that. I think anyone, no one is above the law, whether it be a president, senator, or whomever. If you break the law, in the case of the the president, former uh-huh. president, uh huh. Uh, whether he goes to jail or not, there should be some type of censure that can happen to him, uh, for an example, sure. not being able to run for public office uh, again. What does that have and to then, do
3: with him? them going after him in the way that they did and not other people? Why aren't they consistent but, with all the other presidents and all the other senators and all the people and Joe Biden's son and Joe Biden himself who had documents? Like, why aren't we going after them? Like what is, what is it? In, in, in other words, what is it about Donald Trump that everybody wants him to not run for office? So instead of just not voting for him, they actually go after him criminally and civilly.
2: If you don't do nothing criminally, th- there's nothing to go after you for. That's not true. But if you do, that's not true. It. it what, what I'm saying is there has to be something in the first place
3: that not you have,
2: should have either possibly been charged a a saying say that you have done look at the things that he did with with the colleges with the colleges and, and universities what all those things how those people got doped uh cheated out of money and other things but you know oh. whether whether they go after him or, or the other people you know if you if you do something criminally uh, wrong against the government or against people you, you should be investigated and let the chips fall where they may.
3: So I'm going to use this as an example. Did you call any okay. other radio show when they mentioned some other politician or a Democratic politician committing a crime and say they should go to jail and let the chips fall where they may?
2: Did I call in? I'm just using that as an to... example. Yeah. Yes, I would call in if, if someone is. No, if, no. Is I asked, have you? Have
3: I? Yeah, because Biden has done it. Pence has done it. Clinton has done it. Barack Obama has done it. They've all had classified materials that they weren't supposed to have. Nobody prosecuted anybody after they were president. Nobody did. The issue with Joe Biden is he had stuff from when he was a senator from years ago, and he should have been prosecuted for it. It sounds like hey, the only well, reason man, people it, are prosecuting Trump is they don't want him to run for office. And I'm saying that's a dangerous precedent to set to, to set because now when the Republicans don't like somebody and they don't want them to run for office, they'll just do the same thing.
2: I, I don't think that's the only issue that, that because they don't want them to run. I, I don't think that because once again, if, you you get in the running. If people don't like you, don't want you to win, they don't vote for you. So that's the easy fix for that.
3: But what about but all the people that did like the same it, thing and they didn't go after them?
2: Well, uh, that's who, what? whoever's in power. You know, Republicans didn't go after those Democrats. That, that no, did we're wrong. not talking
3: about Republicans. We're talking about today. You know, we, can't, saying, we can't we can't go back in the people. past and change that. Why aren't they going after the people today that they already know who are Democrats and Republicans who have done the same thing? I'm talking about consistency when you apply the law.
2: The only thing I can say is, is that they feel that going after them would destroy the country. That's the only thing what? I can say.
3: That makes no sense to me, Evan. That makes no sense. But let,
2: let me, let, but that let, makes let no me sense. you know, let me just, this is why, the real reason why I called, because I, yes, I listened to you. And I was listening to the news. You know, the 10-year-old that mm-hmm. killed his mom? Right. That has been really uh, 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 something that's been a thorn in my side. And this is what I mean by that. Yes, sir. Here's the 10-year-old that killed his mom. And I was I listening to the news yesterday They say that sometime this week they're going to make, they're going to decide, as of whether he's gonna be tried as an adult and whether he's gonna be uh, institutionalized for the rest of his life with no possibility of parole. And I said, you know, blessing games, how unequal is the unequal treatment of the unequal? And I'm thinking, okay, Slender Man, the two young ladies that yep. that, that, that 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 went and stabbed this young lady repeatedly, they put them in into to a treatment center correct now i'm not saying that what the young man did was right I'm, that's that's wrong he killed someone so some punishment has to be meted out but why do we have to immediately put that person in try in adult court as opposed to having some treatments for that individual uh, some therapy because it, it, he has to have Something has to be wrong with him Correct. For a long time ago, not just right, right now. Correct. So I just want to get your take on this. Why? And, and the next thing is the black community in particular, we do a lot of uproar about a lot of things. But I haven't seen a lot of uproar about a 10-year-old being tried as an adult with the eligibility of no parole for the rest of his life. I, I, I well, think that is terrible.
3: Well, one thing is this and, and I got to hurry to a break. One thing is this. First, they have to try they they have to charge him as an adult. There's certain crimes that when they occur, the person is automatically tried as an adult. And then they may do a competency hearing, which is what they did, and now they're contesting the competency hearing. I don't know what the process is to get it from adult court to juvenile court. If if his lawyer keeps trying to do it, eventually, I think there's a mental health issue, a significant mental health issue. Um, if he's found guilty of first-degree intentional homicide, he'll go to jail for the rest of his life as an adult. My issue with it is that we always treat black kids as adults, and, and I understand that you have to charge them as an adult, but it seems like in people's minds, they can go through Shenanigans turned the world upside down to make sure two white girls in Walkershaw, even though they were tried as adults, they were they found a way for it to be for them to be mentally incompetent, and they went to a um, facility, and now they're out after stabbing a girl twenty two times. But for some reason, you can't find the 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 compassion. For a 10-year-old who clearly has mental health issues, that's what disturbs me. And that's why I say the district attorney in Milwaukee County
1: needs to go. Back to the truth on WTMJ.
3: I want to say thanks, Evans, for uh, calling. And that was, you made some very uh, good comments regarding the whole Trump debacle and top secret files and presidents. And especially the 10 year old who's charged with first degree intentional homicide. Uh, but going back to to Mr. Rogers. Guess he'll have a different kind of neighborhood, huh? Um, (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, Darkness retreat in Guatemala called the Hermitage can cost between $840 and $2,000 depending on the number of days. I'll do it for one day, 24 hours. Um, Dark retreat is a practice open to those who are called to dive deeply within themselves and rest in undisturbed meditation for many hours a day or multiple days. Its website says the door is locked from the inside and participants can leave if they want. Retreating in complete darkness is a practice common of many of the ancient and contemporary spiritual traditions across the world. So my question is, would you, Oh, they've got another one. Sky Cave Resorts in the wilderness of Oregon offers cabins and cottages built in the hillside and buried in the earth. No, that's okay. (laughs) I'm not burying myself. Uh, Self-contained off the grid to power the ventilation fans, propane, hot water heater and lights occasionally used. No. Our no.
4: uh, sister station, 94.5, one of the shows, Kelzo and Brust, had no. one of the guys who runs it on their show, and he says that they're, like, booked for, for like for the next four years, no. these darkness retreats. No. So what you're saying is I need to open up a darkness retreat
3: um, facility in Wisconsin. I guess we should check. Darkness retreat in Wisconsin.
4: We have that uh, coat closet right here. We can have somebody stay in. You're so funny. I
3: can't find any. I guess I'll start one in Wisconsin. I'll start a darkness retreat. Right? And so I guess the question I have to ask is how? Oh, I know. We'll call the energy company. We'll have them just do what they do. And the ne- oh, I got it. The next time we have a brownout or a blackout, we'll just call it a darkness retreat. This is the truth on WTMJ.
2: To the beach, uh, yeah, sound good to me. Sound hard.
3: You're listening to the truth on TMJ. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Denise Thomas is taking a much, much well deserved. Evening off. Uh, local weather, it's 26 degrees at 44 minutes after the hour. Rain showers this evening. will be clearing overnight. Low of 26, and we're at 26 right now. Winds from the northwest at 10 to 15 miles an hour. Chance of rain is about 50 percent tomorrow. Uh, high is 41 with a low of 23. And Tuesday, high is 34 with a low of 29. And that thing he talked about, that weirdness, that white fluffy stuff is supposed to be heading our way uh, on
0: Wednesday, 92% chance. So there you go.
3: That's what happens when you have to sneeze and you can't really do it on the air and you can't like, yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Why is a sneeze so liberating? Like, I don't understand what that is. Why sneezes? sneezes? So, hey, I want to say congratulations. For the first time in its 130-year history, Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors has a black female leading its board. Angela Walters, who owns Walters Realty at EXP Realty, is the organization's new board chair, according to, The announcement made last week, the organization represents 5,000 members in southeast Wisconsin. She said in a statement, I'm excited and honored to represent my fellow professional realtors uh, locally and nationally. Becoming board president also has personal significance for me since promoting diversity within our industry has been something I will continually champion. Uh, Walters succeeds Kim Curtis of Shore West Realtors. Who has been? Who was the 2022 GMAR board chair? They have two other board chairs who were black, and 15 other female board chairs, according to a spokesperson. Uh, the late Edward Smith of Realty Executives was GMAR board chair in 1979. and was a pioneer in breaking down housing barriers for black home buyers. If you ever have uh, questions about how that occurred, and the work that he did um, to have to get to the point where where the late Edward Smith from realty executives had to do what he did, there's a great book uh, I mentioned it on uh, Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vitrano and Eric Bilstadt a couple of Wednesdays ago at six fifty The Color of Law by Richard uh, Rothstein does an excellent job at showing how redlining and federal and state policies actually created cities like Milwaukee that are predominantly black throughout the country because they simply wouldn't allow blacks and other minorities to move into certain buildings or have a percentage in certain buildings so that they can then create the suburbs. And so they wouldn't sell to people in suburbs. And I remember because... Uh, the first African-American to move into Wauwatosa, you know, had his, they tried to burn his house down and all kind of stuff. That was Zeddy Q. Heiler, And I know his nephew, who's a good friend of mine. And this means a lot to come this far. Um, And to have a African-American woman, and it's not because she's black, it's because other kids can see her and say, hey, I can do that too. That's what it's about. We just want to be able to have the ability to see, you know, we, we strongly believe, many, many African Americans believe, regarding our children, what they see is what they'll be. You see a medical doctor, you see a Psychiatrist, you see a lawyer, you see a teacher, you see a talk show host. If they see it, then they can actually be it. And so those are those are the things I want to say. Congratulations to her because she's she's done a marvelous job. Um, I've seen a lot of her work around town, and um, I think she's done great. And so congratulations to uh, Angela Walters and. I think it'll be phenomenal. When we come back, I have a question. I have a question. Because we've spent the last few years um, dealing with when white cops kill black people. And so my question is fairly simple and straightforward based on what happened in Memphis. And what's been happening um, in America? The question I have is, what do we do and what happens? What comes about when a black cop kills a black man?
1: Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. (laughs)
3: You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. O-National Bank. Talking text line is 855-616-1620. Before the break, I asked a question about what happens when a black police officer kills a black man. And there's a great story on Politico, politico.com, that talks about what happens? And many are calling the Memphis incident racism because they believe the system of policing is racist. Uh, I've I've seen some glimpses glimpses of that. Um, I've I've seen some glimpses into the machinations of training of how people do business, so to speak, in law enforcement. And I've even questioned some of the ways that law enforcement processes information. And I think it's important for us to remember that In order to understand the system, you have to understand the individuals in the system. And the individuals in the system are not perfect. They're flawed. And so when you try to call the police system racist and then you try to dismantle it or try to change it and put it into a way where it's not really recognizable, then it won't do policing. And my fear is that we will destroy law enforcement and and admittedly, I'm a retired police lieutenant. Um, We will destroy the good side of law enforcement and leave others to take advantage of those who are unable to help themselves. And I don't understand exactly how we are able to say that a system is racist. First of all, I think that's a cop-out because now you're not blaming individuals. If you blame the individual and go after the individual, then you make the individual responsible. But we're doing to law enforcement what we say society does to black people. One person does something wrong, therefore all of them are wrong. And I'm, and I'm just saying one when actually there have been hundreds of law enforcement officers that have done dastardly deeds and killed people and went to jail. And so my thing is what you assume in your common sense justice is is great, it's cool, it's just not court defensible. In the end, you have to be able to defend it in court. Talking text line says, welcome, Dr. Ken. So good to hear you tonight on 620. And also good to know that the high reps chose you this Sunday night and not the, huh? I don't know what that means. Nar- narcissism. Says this and this is this. <laughs> Always good to listen to you after Tory in the afternoon. Take care. Um, I, didn't, I didn't say the other part because that's, that's anyway. Um, I'm usually on with Denise Thomas on Sunday nights. 7 to 9, when there's not a game or anything else going on. Uh, The Truth on TMJ. And of course, I'm on our sister station, 101.7 The Truth, uh, at 101.7 FM, 1510 AM, Um, Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 PM. And I just find it high time that we have discussions like this so that both sides can come out of their cocoon of I'm used to this, you know. It's 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 the old saying, it's it's like a baby sitting in their in their soiled diaper. Right? It's warm and it's theirs and they're perfectly fine until it gets cold. And the way people change, right? If there's racism, if there's bias, everybody has bias. If there's prejudice, everybody has prejudice. But if there's pure racism, right? We have to remember that the only way that changes is when it becomes more uncomfortable to stay where you are than it is to change. Because people don't like to change. So it has to be uncomfortable where you are so that you will change. And so remember that as you start your week, as your day rolls forward, it's important that we remember that. It's really up to us to change. It's really up to us to make sure that this world is better for our children and our children's children than theirs. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Thank you, Evan. Appreciate you. Take care. God bless. Have a safe and prosperous week.